Welcome to the Uncivilized Podcast. My name is Trevor Bohm and I will be your host. Every week or so, I try to get myself a fascinating human on the mic for you, someone who looks at the civilized world just like you do and says no thank you. Someone who wants to break some rules, to lead, and to bring their unique vision into the world. Someone for whom the status quo simply will not do. I hope you enjoy these conversations as much as I do. Please dive in. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Uncivilized Podcast. This is Traver Bohm, your host. And what you're listening to tonight is another episode of Unplugged, where we have a guest come on live and talk over Zoom so we can have some guest interaction, or I'm sorry, some uh, audience interaction. This is Amy Budden. Amy is a phenomenal woman. Amy reached out to me about two years ago after reading my first book, Today I Rise, and simply said, we need to know each other. I think we'd be great friends. And we have become such since. Amy has been a huge influence in my life in the realm of meditation, consciousness, relationship, calling and wealth. Like She's helped me a ton with my business. She's really a savant. Think about that. She is on the cutting edge of what will be, I think, the new paradigm of meditation. Not just sitting there with your eyes closed, trying not to think the thoughts that are coming through, but really accessing the deeper parts of your intuition, your subconscious, and your being. So really sit back, close your eyes, enjoy this one. You're going to hear a genius talk about things that most people really can't grasp, but Amy's, a, now Amy's brilliant at putting these things in terms that, uh, that people can't. So enjoy this, ladies and gentlemen, Amy Budden. Let's meditate. If you aren't driving, let's do this, gang. Feet flat on the floor, eyes closed. And just take a minute. If the word meditation scares you, let's just breathe for two minutes. Let's let all the troubles of the day wash away. Concerns, preconceived notions. Anything that's going to keep you from being 100% present on the call. Let that just fall away. Tap into that place inside of you where you have the tiniest flicker of the flame of certainty where no matter what is going on around you, and there's a lot going around us right now, going on around us, that one little flicker of certainty, that when you get quiet, perhaps it's on the end of an exhale, there's that moment, that place, that piece of you that knows everything's gonna be fine. And just see if you can't turn that flame up 2%. Yep, everything's going to be okay. You're safe. You're not alone. In an uncertain world, you still have access to certainty. And let's take one deep breath in together and blow it out. Shake everything. Shake yourself loose. And welcome. Oop, we got a bunch of people in the waiting room. 
Welcome to Uncivilized Unplugged. For those of you who are new or I don't know, my name is Trevor Bohm. I'm your host. This is the number one live podcast in the world, speaking subjectively. For those of you, again, who don't know me, I'm the founder of the Uncivilized Movement, the author of Man Uncivilized, and the founder of the Uncivilized Nation, which is the men's group represented by most of the men here today. Thanks for showing up, guys. If you would, give me one minute just to thank our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by Cured Nutrition. Amazing products, amazing CBD products. I was taking them before they were sponsoring and know the CEO personally. He's a great guy. He's actually been a guest on here. His name is Joseph Sheehy. If you go to curednutrition.com forward slash uncivilized and use the code uncivilized, you'll get a sweet discount. All right, let's dive in. So again, for those of you who are new, the frame of this 45 minutes hour, the reason I created this was wanted to make it feel like this is just a conversation between two friends or a conversation between two people hanging out in their living room. So super informal. And let's talk about some things that don't get talked about. Or let's talk in a way that everybody feels comfortable about some interesting subjects. Tonight's guest holds a place in my heart quite dear. Uh, I've known Amy for a number of years now. And Amy is one of my dearest friends who I call when things are getting hairy. Amy knows all my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> so if any of you have been in my life, she probably knows about it. Just saying. Anyway, uh, an incredible, incredible woman that I know you're going to learn so much from because every time we talk, I walk away going, oh my God, mm. I didn't know that. She's an expert in, well, I'm not going to ramble about, Amy, Amy is incredible. Sit back, relax, enjoy. Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure. Let's ask the most male question I possibly can. What are you building? Who are you? What are you building? What am I building? Yeah. Well, in an unlikely, uh, very unlikely way, I have been building for the last 10 years a system to help people train their brain activate mm. healing, health, and happiness. A system to train people's brain. Yeah. So or, I, or use, for people to... I use frequency. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like six years ago, I was MacGyvering in my garage, all these cables. I came from an editing background. And I use different frequencies to help people get into an alpha state or a theta state. And I use something called a neurosync, which generates frequency. So we... We basically have the ability to activate the placebo effect for healing, right? We can heal the body, but we can also begin to program ourselves to change some of our belief systems. But I've kind of used technology to hack into that in a way. So, it, it, I mean, it, it was a very personal story and a very unlikely way that I got here. Uh, my daughter got very, very sick 10 years mm. ago. And now I work with people to help heal. But um, essentially, a lot of the techniques that I used with her, she had this kind of miracle healing. And I went on a 10-year journey to understand how the things that I did with her, which was visualization, which was breathing, which was meditation, and she was under the age of two. Oh, wow. Activated this placebo effect. Yeah. And so I started just studying neuroscience and, for, and then I added the technology to it because I thought, well, everyone wants an easy way to do this. And so my clients call it the magic nap because mm. the 
the frequency helps you just drop into this place like you're a longtime meditator. And there's a very consistent, repetitive way that I speak and a series of counting that helps you get into this relaxed state. Mm. And then it's the power of suggestion. So I'm trained in neuro-linguistic programming and hypnosis. And, but I'm, I'm really just, you know, I experienced a miracle with my daughter's healing. Um, I didn't expect to be doing this. I just went yeah. to five carpool, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just, I became obsessed because I did, I couldn't reconcile what had happened and why it was so effective. She went from being on, you know, so much steroid that she would shake to, you know, actively healing. Within two years, she was off all medication. So, and, and, it, and she was gravely, gravely ill. So, and then I had my own, you know, I had my own experience where I healed from Hashimoto's. So, oh. I'm, I mean, I'm currently in remission for Hashimoto's. So, and then with my clients, you know, I think it's like my pre the rate of pregnancy is 98%. I mean, it even... Um, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Say that again. And <laughs> can I get you just to move a little bit closer to the yeah, computer yeah. too? So it's, a, it's just a little quiet. Because yeah. what I think so, I heard was yeah. with the rate of pregnancy, I'm at 98%. Yeah. So, so walk me through that as someone who will never get pregnant. Tell me the things. Okay. So basically I had my own fertility journey. So I really use that personal experience, but also it's not really magic. What it is, is a relaxed body is a great place to make a baby. So when we don't have those stress hormones going, it's that simple. And a body that can experience love, that is receptive to love, and this is a, co a, a technique that I didn't pioneer, it's called coherence technique, when I can take them to that place of creating their own dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins, that's a great place to make a baby, right? So I've actually had fertility doctors call me because my the latest one is... Um, um, a 47-year-old woman who's pregnant with her own eggs. It was IUI. She's a doctor. She's 38 weeks. I worked with her for like a year. And She's 47 years old? Yeah. And people, so, and then last year there was a 45-year-old woman as well. So it's these uncommon results. And so what it is, is that the body wants to respond to the fertility treatments when it's relaxed and yeah. happy and when it's calm. And if they have the added benefit of having, um, you know, a recording to go in that's saying like, you, you know, you are safe, you trust your doctors and they're programming themselves to be really receptive to the treatment. Mm -hmm. Also, you know, before they, they have any kind of like egg retrieval, that's been really effective too. So Amazing. yeah, so, so that, that is sort of what I'm known for, but I also work with people who, you know, have cancer and um, through the hypnosis and through the, you know, they, they take the, the um, recordings into the chemo mm. and they've had really, really amazing results with the chemo. They, they seem to be blocked from the side effects. And of course, this is what you hope for as a hypnotherapist. Yeah. But I'm truly, I'm truly surprised and delighted on a daily basis. So it's incredible. Yeah. I, I have for now I have like 75 questions. Uh, <laughs> Can you get, and I would love to go back a little bit to your story, but before we do, can you describe just what a basic, like if, 
what's a basic session? I've sat through them. Yeah. I've experienced them. But for people who heard alpha, beta, relaxed, binaural, something, mm-hmm. something, dopamine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What do you actually do? And for all yeah. the guys who are listening, like, well, this gets people pregnant. <laughs> so just a quick session. Let well, us and also, okay. yeah. you know, it's a really great place to be that relaxed when you're, you know, intimate. So it, it, we it don't up, use the I word here in this. It, it up, it upregulates your, your um, intimacy and your sex life too. If you can be that relaxed, but anyways, what is it? That <laughs> is not part of the session, but what happens is you come to my office and I start to ask you questions that you probably haven't really thought about. Like, how do you want to feel? Mm. Is this your program? Are you living the life that you expected to live? Mm. Are you saying yes to what you want to say yes to? And we sort of go through a series of questions to find out what it is that you want to create, what it is you want to create in areas of your life. Is it health? Is it relationship? Is it service? Is it purpose? And oftentimes I find that my clients really haven't had that kind of introspection. And then we we come up with a, a script. So basically I use these hypnotherapeutic techniques. There's deep relaxation and I use, I feed them back their words into their subconscious. Right. And I, then I live record. Um, so I'm laying down the track um, to whatever binaural frequency I choose. So if they're really amped up, I, you know, alpha is, is a little slower than, then beta and then theta gets even slower and then delta is like a dreamlike state. So I'll choose the, the track that I think is best for them. And then they wear this little contraption from Switzerland that generates frequency and that um, hooks them up to this heart coherence that I was talking about or relaxation. Mm-hmm. And the more deeply relaxed they get, the more receptive they are to this new program that's kind of going into their ears. And um, it's really as simple as listening 20 minutes a day consistency, repetition, and commitment. That's it. And, and I keep, it keeps simplifying. It's really about connecting to that good feeling because when you're connected to that good feeling, action doesn't feel arduous, right? Like it's, you know, you love your work. And so you're constantly in action. You're so productive because it doesn't feel like work. So mm. that's part of it too. Did that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. The word, the word that pops up and it's popping mm-hmm. up now, I think, especially just in the collective, is the word safety and i'm playing with it from an acupuncture point of view from a like a a coaching point of view from a health point of view how important this concept is it's so of safety and so can you speak to what's going on now yeah there it's it's quite obvious that the collective experience right now is not one of safety What are some of the implications you would think you'll see six months from now, a year from now, uh, health, even right now, health-wise, because of this collective feeling of unsafety? That's a great question. So we know, you know, I know from my experience with my clients that that is the first and foremost thing that we work on, Mm -hmm. right? Because if you aren't in a place of safety, you're not in a higher place of problem solving, you know, if you're an executive, you're either fight, flight, or freeze, right? You're frozen. So what I'm most concerned about is we were in a state of overwhelm before, like we're taking in more information in a day than our ancestors did in a year, a hundred years ago. So this, 
situation of safety, what is, what is it going to do? Well, obviously we're pumping out all these stress hormones. It's, you know, it's, it's impactful to our mental health and our physical health. But what I want to reinforce, you know, and that's obvious, but what I want to reinforce is this feeling of safety is something that we can conjure through, of course, you know, meditation, breath, visualization, and we can create this container of safety. So if anyone wants a sample of it, I've created a series for first responders on my website and, and they can go there to, to have a sample. But essentially, um, you know, we have the ability to create this safety in our meditative practice. And, and as long as it's 10 minutes a day, it's going to start changing your brain mm. so that you don't have the same stress responses. Amy, for people who hear the word meditation and yeah. instantly like, boop, tried it back in the eighties, didn't work, can't do yeah. it. Or tried it and like, oh my God, I couldn't <laughs> stop thinking because that always happens every time you meditate. Um, What's your advice and how is this? I know it's different because there's music, there's your words, it's yeah. very hypnotic. What's your view on just straight up like Aum meditation versus adding in the technology? Okay. Well, first of all, I am a failed meditator and that's why <laughs> with this technology, I am not the monk on the mound. Let's just say that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> just redirect me to the question. Again. Sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> I love you. So meditation helps focus. I take it. Yeah. So yeah. the difference between straight up meditation yeah. and adding in some of your, the technology and, and why it's more effective this way. Yeah. So it's, it's effective, you know, obviously for meditation, you find the, the form that works for you, but this is a way to just plug into your phone and go to a dreamlike state and actually get results just from resting at a very, very deep level. So 20 minutes in, um, a theta state or an alpha state is equivalent to 90 minutes of REM sleep. I think that's it. And gotcha. so the body is at rest, right. the, brain, the mind can heal, the body can heal. And so is it the state that we're just like, we're like sponges when we're safe and that's how the words can get in? Walk yeah. me through a bit of, of if I were a skeptic and was like, wait a minute, come on now, lady, you're not getting anybody pregnant. <laughs> how is this, what's happening physiologically that allows that information to get to a deeper place and then create actual change so it's not just like, cool, I'm going to get pregnant. Cool, I'm going to get pregnant. Cool, I'm thinking I'm going to get pregnant. But it actually drops down into the body. Okay. So I guess I can talk about coherence. So when, when you're in an agitated state, um, you're in your amygdala, right? You're in your fight flight. So all these um, stress hormones are, are go firing. Mm -hmm. So if someone walked into my office after just driving to my office, they would be in a beta brainwave state, which is all over the place. Okay. Mm -hmm. And when you begin to breathe, like take a deep breath and exhale. And when you just begin to think of a really pleasant thought and memory, and you're just breathing more deeply, you're thinking of a pleasant thought or memory, you're thinking you're taking yourself to a really pleasant feeling, you slow down to an alpha state. And it's safe to begin to hear and believe the best possible outcome. You're not being protected. You're not being protective. When you focus on your heart center, 
you are less likely to be thinking of all the reasons why it can't happen. You are just more receptive. And you're also creating, when you're in that feeling place, so your body doesn't know the difference between real and imagined. So if you think you're on the beach, your body thinks you're on the beach. If you think, if you think you're having the best vacation ever, your body thinks you're having the best vacation ever. And you're more receptive mm. to be able to relax more deeply and also to be able to reprogram. Does that answer your question? It does, but I think also I would just add, your voice is fucking hypnotic. <laughs> like, you're gonna go from this alpha state to this beta. Like, oh, I'm gonna go from this alpha state to this beta. I just asked you to leave me voicemails like once a week. <laughs> And what do you see people struggling with most about the virus situation? And how can a mindfulness practice, or if, if it can, how can a mindfulness practice help right now? Okay. When we think about these positive feelings and we create and visualize and imagine like it's real, we can create safety in our body. Mm. So um, that is really the place to start, I think. Okay. And for people who then still are struggling with the idea of a meditation practice or like have that rigidity, mm-hmm. is there something that you can give us or give them that's, mm-hmm. is it three breaths? Is it five breaths? Is it go put your feet in the dirt? Like, yeah, it's, it's as simple as taking, extending the breath. And do you want to do, do you want to show it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on in. Pull in. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, do, we'll do whatever quick. down is that you're doing that you're pretending not to listen. Go ahead. Coherence technique. Okay. So you can place your hand on your heart if you like and begin to lengthen the breath. And just settle into a rhythm of breathing. You can breathe in for four and exhale for more. And I'm going to show you a little trick. If you shut your eyes and you turn your eyes upward to the point between the eyebrows, you're going to notice that you kind of begin to drift a little bit. If you can do this a couple times, and then as you focus inwardly, you can just begin to give yourself permission to relax. And then you might count down from five to zero at five, four, three, two, one, and zero. And imagine a kind of wave of comfort moving from your head to your toe. So that each muscle tissue, tissue, fiber, cell, the space between cells, there's a relaxation there. And then move that relaxation into the heart center and really focus on the heart center. So I'll explain a little what's happening. So you can imagine a light or a warmth moving in and out of the heart. And this is gonna help bring you into coherence. So there are 10,000 neurons in your heart that are connected to the neurons in your brain. And when you focus your attention there, you begin to activate this neurochemical cascade, so dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. But right now, let's just imagine that this energy that's moving through your heart is a good feeling. So imagine a time when you felt really, really loved and safe. 
and take yourself to that place really safe and secure, comfortable and calm, nothing to do but relax. And see if you can picture and imagine it, use all your senses. Connect to this feeling, allow it to move in and out of your heart. Notice how your thoughts are beginning to slow down. Notice how you feel a warmth maybe, a comfort or safety and security that you have the ability to change the way you feel by what you picture and imagine. So what you're imagining now, all this love that is stored in your heart, all the love that you've received, all those comfortable and calm moments just flooding back to you. You can stay here for a moment and then when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Good grief. That is pure magic. <laughs> <laughs> I know you said there's science to it, but it's just the, like, take a deep breath. <laughs> Everything just falls away. Aim, are you excited about anything that's going on with the virus? Like potential-wise yeah. or outcome-wise, what are you excited about? Yeah, I think that it's stripping away, you know, a lot of people are talking about this, but it's, it's letting people know what's essential. So I don't know about you, but I certainly am experiencing, noticing what's essential in my life and evaluating what do I want to eliminate? What is permanently eliminated when I come back to this? Mm -hmm. Am I being present? I mean, as I say, I, I'm not the monk on the mount. That the biggest realization was how much time I was spending working and on my phone and not, you know, that I could be more present with my children. So that's, that's been a gift. Mm. So that I'm really excited about. <laughs> yeah. What scares you about it? Um, you know, I see a hopelessness in the younger generation with mm -hmm. my children's friends. They hear so much about how in trouble the world is and how in trouble the economy is and how there's going to be no jobs for them. And they were hearing this before. And, and they're really in, a, a, really in a, a state of sadness from what I can see and also my clients' children. Mm. And that concerns me because I don't remember feeling that way. At their no, age. I don't either. Help me ask how old they are. 12 and 16. Oh, okay. Wow. And they already have a sense of that, of yeah. adulthood's going to be challenging. Well, yeah, because when they take environmental studies, they're, they're hearing about, you know, basically mass extinction and it's yeah yeah how do you combat that as both i guess first as a mother and then second as a mother who has your level of insight into the other worlds um <laughs> well i don't know i seem to be doing something right because my 12 year old seems to have more emotional intelligence than I did at 40. So like, <laughs> mom, stop feeding my feelings. I'm just feeling, you know, I'm just feeling sad right now. <laughs> so, um, uh, apparently I tend to over communicate. So I guess that helps. Ask her if I can interview her on here. I'd be like, how do you, this feeling thing, what do you do with these? 
how are you so so okay with them? <laughs> yeah, how do you help instill a sense of hope, even for for perhaps not your kids, but for people listening to this who are also stuck in that they're just seeing the exterior yeah. and have no access to the power centers that are within. Yeah. So I think. First and foremost, I hope to be a model of service. So mm. we do serve as a family. You know, during this time, we were putting together bags for the homeless and we dropped mm. them off. So I, I think it, it makes them feel better when they feel like they're doing something. So yeah. I, think, I think that's the short answer, really. Okay. And since we're on the mom topic, yeah. how the hell do you juggle being a single parent to two young ladies in addition to an entrepreneur? in addition to a vivacious human uh, for both men and women on the call who are entrepreneurs and even parents, how the hell do you do it? Well, it's a lot easier now because I have incredible help, but in the early days, it, it was a ridiculously obsessive time management, getting up at four o'clock in the morning and, and being really tired, like spending, spending, you know, just a day alone to rest. Um, now, now it's just, so it's just become easier because they're, they're older, they're used to it. And, yeah. and, but, um, boundaries, 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 Oh, appreciate. Yeah. We love that word around here. Boundaries. You know, I really say no to a lot. Mm. I say no to a lot and I have my priorities straight Yeah, and I know what's important to me. So I wouldn't have had that insight if I was a mom, you know, a young mom. So I'm glad that it happened at this time. Yeah. And if you can look back, just if we switch to business itself, you've built this extraordinary empire solo. I, obviously, we all have help and et cetera, but it's, it's you yeah. alone. For just the pure entrepreneurs on the, on the, on the call, what are some of the, the hurdles you've had to overcome? And is this having an inner life like this a help? Or is it more challenging because you actually acutely feel things? That's a great question. Um, I think it is a help, but I'll tell you a little bit about some of the challenges because they're humorous. So I literally, six years ago, meditation wasn't so cool, you guys. Like, it was so <laughs> weird. No and I had been doing breath work for 10 years, also really weird. And I lived in the Palisades in Los Angeles. And so I was probably a little kooky and I'm MacGyvering like all this frequency together. And I had a mom's Friday group where everyone's in headphones around my kitchen table where I, I charge $20, you know, for each person. And I literally just kept, I was relentless and I, I'm super shy and introverted. So it, it really went against my nervous system. I mean, and I said yes to everything. So Let's see, when I first taught at Unplugged Meditation, I had a literal um, panic attack, but no one could tell. No one could tell. No one could tell because we were doing a lot of quiet time. <laughs> 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 and you were just freaking out inside? Breathing. Oh, yeah. I, I just, it's my, I really, yeah, now I'm really used to it. But um, I, yeah, I just said yes to everything and... I just kept going, even when it didn't make sense. I had such mm -hmm. a strong purpose behind it. I was completely obsessed with helping people. And yeah. every time I saw results, it just gave me more yeah. to keep going. But it was super wacky. Like, you know, people were, you know, until it wasn't, until, right. you know, I wasn't really, you know, sharing crock pot recipes at, at 
carpool. So right, right, right. Like I was doing weird stuff in my garage by putting <laughs> together and like headsets and yeah. So. Are you are you happy with the play? Do you think meditation is coming to more of a mainstream view, or is it just those of us on the coast? Oh yeah, and- I'm. I'm. Yeah. When I was well in Los Angeles, anyways, when I was doing breath work ten years ago, it was super weird. Okay. And now everyone's like, guess what? I'm a breath work instructor. I'm like, <laughs> shut up, really? <laughs> you know? And then now, I'm getting, you know, my clients are getting results, like. So people will say, oh, I hear you're seeing so-and-so and, you know, my high-profile clients, and then yeah. all of a sudden I'm cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is going to be insulting to everybody from L.A. How the hell do you deal with living in L.A.? It's not easy. Do you want to you know, do like, like a 102. I'm like 102 in dating years <laughs> in Los Angeles. I'm like way over the hill. Oh, and I'm Canadian, Lord. so I'm always just like, Hmm. This is weird. Okay, okay, we're gonna switch gears. Uh, talk to me about dating in LA as a black belt. You are a fucking black belt. Like you are a consciousness black belt. Is it just absurd? And I'm sorry if anybody on the call has dated Amy. You're about to get shit on a little bit. What is it like to date in LA as a black belt? Tell me. Okay. Well, first of all, let's just say I was not a black belt. I was, so I was in, I was married for 23 years. So just picture. So at 19, I'm with my husband. I pop out into the real world 23 years later. Oh, it's the digital age. What? Wait, we're not going to have a Jane Eyre courtship. (laughs) The boys in my high school wrote me so much poetry. Oh my God. What did I just get on my phone? Yeah. That was (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I was, lady. <laughs> I, I was, so I was just as arrested development, but what is it like? I, you know, I'm really hopeful about your work, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> That's a super politically polite way to say it. Uh, really hopeful about I what do you have an doing. article out there about not sending dick pics. If you want, I can forward <laughs> it to everybody in your phone. <laughs> Carpe dick pic by Trevor Bone. Look it up. <laughs> Uh, in a more serious note, though, how is it dating as someone who is an expert in her field? Is that challenging? Do you, will you only date experts? You know, that's really, it's been challenging because yeah. let's just say, I think that distance is actually the sixth love language. <laughs> oh, Amy, you didn't. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this? Yeah. Because... I, I, you know, I, I really like, I'm a connector. Obviously that's what I do, Yeah. but also it's hard to find someone who understands that I, I really have such a a passion and a purpose behind what I do. And I also need a little space to keep Mm. creating what I'm creating. Gotcha. So. So the passion and purpose is probably extraordinarily seductive. For, it is. Yeah. And then it takes a certain person to be able to handle it. I mean, you know, you've talked to me. You can distill it. <laughs> right, 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 right. right. I'll, yeah, I'll, I would rather it be your words. Yeah, I think that's a challenge for a lot of people who are at the top of their field, mm-hmm. right? To One, to get the recognition and understand that it's going to be, it's, you're, you're a sparkly 
a sparkly light in the dating pool too. Like, oh my God, you're an expert in this weird, cool, trendy thing. Hypnotic meditation that gets women pregnant and saves the stars from their anxiety. Right? Well, but underneath also, it is still a human. Exactly. So I get this thing where um, I, I joke about it with my friend Debbie, where um, it'll be a sort of look like a blank stare and I'm like oh no they went to one of my classes or they think like I'm this fairy <laughs> angel now they got to get to know me as a human <laughs> <laughs> these poor guys oh and LA trained as well like anyway Thank you for the dating sidetrack there. Uh, I, I would love, we just have, I would love to get every dating. Like, oh my what, God. what happened like two weeks ago? Come on, just spit it out. I right. have some fun. Don't story. worry. I'm not really recording. It just says it's recording, <laughs> but you can tell us everything. <laughs> and you obviously counsel a lot of people on love life, mm. success, finances, entrepreneurism. I think it was, I will say this publicly. I think it was, the week after you sent me my own recording, remember that I made 14 grand in a week mm -hmm. and that had been like a huge spike that I had been like dead, dead, dead in the water for a while. Yeah. What is the key underneath? Not, I don't want to use like, you know, fuck the secret, but of, and manifest, manifest, manifestation, but what is calling that stuff in? Look, what does that look like to you? So what it looks like is charisma. And when I say charisma, you have stood next to someone who's in love with their life, right? And you have stood next to someone who's in love, that feeling. Mm. And so when you cultivate that feeling in a recording, you're magnetic to what you want to attract. Mm. So when I work with actors and they, I, I, and, and by the way, there's science behind this. You actually beam love 30 feet from the body. And when you're, you're stressed, it's two inches. So when I work with actors who are going into a big audition, I have them beam this feeling of love, like they're in love with their life, they're in love with themselves, and they're in love with the person that's sitting in front of them. And guess what happens? They get the part, they get the yeah. job, they, because it's intoxicating. Right. And I, I think that's the secret. You know, I don't want to sound too cliche, but I really think it's, it's love. I really think that love is the answer. Um, it's incredibly magnetic. I agree with you and would love to have you break down the word love into something mm -hmm. slightly less uh, wide. Yeah. Okay. Slightly less like, oh, that's a 50 mile wide word. Right. Is it is it passion? Is it intensity? Is it excitement? Because you, 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 you raised the great question of who stood next to or talked to someone who's just loves what they do. And those yeah. people are infectious, right? It's so fascinating. It's kind of a trifecta. Okay. It's, you know, it's a mental state. Mm. It's an emotional state and it's an energetic state. Can you break each? What's the mental? Yeah. So the mental state is yes, that's it. Yes. Yes. What do I want to say yes to? Yes to this audition. Yes to this business meeting. Yes to you. I'm talking to you right now. Yes. That's the mental state. It's very simple. The emotional state is 
and elevated emotion. So as Dr. Joe says, you know, it's, you know, when you start to radiate a good feeling, then you change your energy too. Mm. So people want to be around you. So um, that's what I would say love is. Love is essentially just an elevated emotion, a good emotional state. And it begins to change your mental place, your mental state. And it, it um, relaxes your physiology and then it changes your energy. It makes you magnetic. Mm. It sounds so simple. I know. It, I, I, I almost wish it was more complicated. The thing is, is, is of course, there's, there's action items that I give my clients. And of right. course, they're you know, in motion. It's not just dreaming things into being. That's not right, just right, right. The only part of it. Of course, you have to be in action. But you can be in action in a state of relaxation and enjoyment. And that's, that's the ticket, too. Please unpack that for everybody who was raised on the East Coast of the U.S. and think <laughs> that they need to suffer constantly in order, in order for, or anyone right. who's saying, if I didn't suffer, it's not valuable. And that's a really interesting setup for a challenged life. Oh my gosh, I know, the, I know all about that. I worked in the film industry for a long time and I'm a recovering type A and yeah. So the thing is, is that you can live your life from a state of relaxation. So when you start to learn these techniques, yeah. right, you're taking your meditative mindset into your life. So you're not taking things personally. You're kind of coming, you're witnessing your life. You're not getting as emotionally engaged or charged in a negative way. Mm. So is, does that help? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, even if you want to keep going with it. I, I agree with you. I'm just, I, I would love yeah. to. Yeah, so you, you start to program yourself that things are just doable. Everything's easy and effortless. That um, you are in the enjoyment of yourself. You're in the enjoyment of your life. Then you start making different decisions. You start eliminating things that aren't taking you towards that vision. And a lot of this is subconscious and a lot of this is very conscious. You become okay. conscious about the choices that you're making. Is this creating the, the desired feeling? Is this moving towards the desired result? Mm. So, Which one of those do you put more weight on or do you? I, uh, I would ask the clients which they would. Okay. Like. Because I remember we, we get this question. I think you were on a call where this question came up and it's, you know, how do I discern between honoring my body, taking rest, relaxing, like taking mm -hmm. today off and actually honoring my commitment to work out and lose, you know, I'll say put on 15 pounds of muscle and today I'm sore and I don't want to do it. Where's that okay. line of like, okay, so I'm a big fan of schedule routine action items. Okay. Okay, but you, you can still do that and be in a relaxed place. So that's how I would discern. Like, how do I describe this? So, I mean, it doesn't have to be so arduous. You can, you can take a 20-minute nap and still, you know, allow yourself that freedom. You don't have to be pushing, pushing, pushing all the time. Yeah. But really that pushing you know, you eliminate that pushing. So for example, when I'm making my kids lunches, I used to resist it all the time. Like yeah. just, Oh, I hate this thing or, you know, any mundane task, right? You can actually put yourself in a state of relaxation. So instead of mowing the lawn, which you hate to do, 
you can be imagining you're on the beach or you're, you know, fantasizing about that future outcome that you want. Yeah. How, where do you draw the line then with that though and bypassing? Uh, that's a great, that's a great question. I'm full of um, it. Well, you know, a, a big component of the work is obviously addressing the uncomfortable feelings that come up too. And yeah. I help people navigate that. Um, so how do you, how do you know if you're bypassing, I guess, is the question. You're, where um, do you draw the line between like, I can mow the lawn and pretend that I'm on, in Aruba surfing, or I can mow the lawn and just be present with mowing the lawn, even though it's like present with the suckage of right. mowing the lawn. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Is that constructive though? I mean, you got to get it done. You might as well do it in a good place. Yeah, I think it's just different schools of thought saying, you know, embrace the suck, go fully into it. You know, we can talk about this with pain or with, you know, perhaps it's different if it's a deeper emotional thing than just a mundane task. Like the difference of like, well, why do you put music on when you do the dishes? Because it makes it more pleasurable. Does it yeah. go against the wiring? And, and do you think more so, I guess a better question is, have we all just been set up to fail by using only sourcing motivation from pain and discomfort hmm. like you really want to get after it make yourself miserable well it's such a great motivator isn't it yeah but the way that i use pain with my clients is to have them um you know have it have them as a way to take their power back Mm. So it's not bypassing, but you can feel that pain, yeah. right? Deeply, like you talk about this yeah. and say, I have to make these changes because I don't want to go back here anymore. Mm. And I don't have to live here. I can take myself into a different emotional place so that I'm more productive to 100%. get that whatever accomplished or to create that life or to enjoy myself. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It does make sense. When I work with guys uh, talk about, we talk about frames a lot mm -hmm. of like, what's the frame you're walking into. And uh, one of the guys here on the call is I met him at a gym I was at in Santa Fe and the, I was traveling and freshly coming into a divorce and felt like shit. And so I tell myself in the parking lot every time you're the most excited guy here and you're the guy who high fives everybody after every workout, like that's it. That's your frame. Yeah. I try to walk in with that energy, even if I was like, fuck, I don't want to do this today, or I can't believe this is happening. Uh, and, so that, and, it, and then it changes your state. Right? 100%. It's, yeah. It's, four, exactly. it's like self generated for 10 seconds, mm -hmm. and then it becomes the reality. That's exactly it. And you're not bypassing, right? Because if you're having a painful experience, you, you're, you experience that too, and yeah. then you can move past it and frame it yeah and frame it yeah do you think this the coronavirus is going to be the upshot of meditation like is this meditation's heyday uh i have no idea i mean it's certainly the perfect medium for meditation but really i don't know what's coming down i mean in that sense yeah and let me ask you a personal question if you're open yeah. to answering it. Sure. What are you personally working with or working on right now? <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> That's 
<laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sit back, relax. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, one of the problems with being so aware, <laughs> there's endless things to work on. So I would say after my roof caved in the first two weeks of coronavirus, my dishwasher broke, two toilets overflowed. Oh, and then I worked with first responders with, with these really horrifying stories and my clients and my kids. I would say that I'm in a place of surrender. <laughs> Hands up. Hands up. God bless Surrender. <laughs> yes. I, I love that. Except like, when I'm not. But, yeah. you know. I love that the meditation guru has to worry about overflowing toilets and still, yep, keep your feet flat on the earth, right? Was that personal enough for you? Yeah, that was, that was lovely. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, Abe, I'm going to ask you the most loaded question we ask every single guest here. And I will frame this by saying that the listeners to this, as you know, because you are also a listener, are elite, the cream of the crop of humanity. And so if we, out of the goodness of our hearts, wanted to do something nice or helpful or supportive to you personally, what could we do? What do you need right now? Like, how do we, how do we flip this and go, all right, who knows that person that knows that person that can help this woman? What do you need? Okay, well, because I'm a meditation teacher, I feel so fulfilled. So I really have to think about this for a minute. <laughs> you need a plumber? Like, what are we talking <laughs> Um, I'm actually going to be launching something pretty amazing. Tell us. Shortly, which is, um, it's a curated custom meditation. So people who can't get to me will be able to try out this new series that I have where I create a custom meditation for you using the techniques with all the technology, with the subliminal tracks, all that stuff. There's a client intake. And so the first five people that contact me on my website. Um, what is that? Let me throw it in here. It's connectthemind.com. Okay. Um, in the chat, guys. Can have a custom meditation i'll be beta testing it before i roll it out amazing thank yeah. you that's something you're doing for us uh -huh, you see that yeah, yeah. i know i know i do this ah! what can we do for you besides I, I mean i thought that would be helpful because they would beta test it oh you want people to beta test it for you yeah okay all right so they would i mean they would have to like probably fill out a questionnaire and maybe give a little yeah perfect feedback. You get, you got, I guarantee you got five people from this call. Okay. And what do you love about being a mom? Oh, so much, so much, so much. Well, first of all, it keeps me rooted in the real world when I'm living in this place of this metaphysical place and this energetic place and this meditation place. You know, I know I have to, at the end of the day, go home and unload the dishwasher. I'm not going off to Coachella and changing my name to Rainbow Unicorn. <laughs> yes. So I love that. It keeps me in the real world. And also, uh, it's just been just a true journey of, <laughs> um, you know, how to love more deeply, how to mm. be, you know, how to 
really sacrifice and really put them before me and yeah. um I, I and also i get to enjoy them they're they're just magical so brilliant thank you <sighs> what do you love about being a woman <laughs> <laughs> that's a running joke we have traver um what do i love about being a woman i love that question made you shift in your seat <laughs> boobs boobs i said it yeah. all right thank <laughs> namaste no, we should just, i'm gonna have the editor cut right there like she said boobs and everybody in the audience quietly nodded <laughs> and what would you love to see change about relationship oh yeah more honesty and kindness mm. yeah um, I think, you know, you talk about just the pressure of men to have this sort of mask of control. And, um, I think it, it really affects relationship. So, so honesty and down. kindness. What's that? You'd say you'd ask for, you'd like to see them, see men take the mask off more. Yeah. Okay. We're working on it. I promise. I know. How do people get more Amy Budden in their lives? Where do we um, what are you doing? Where do you hang out other than your beta course? How do people get you? Uh, my Instagram, Connect the Mind. My um, website, connectthemind.com. And that's about it. Amazing. Thank you for your time, your energy, for your expertise, for all that you shared with us, and just personally for how much of my movement uh, came with the little energetic pat on the butts, pats on the butt of you got this, you can do this, keep going uh, and all of that. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much uh, personally as well. And, and you all, fine. thank you for joining us. Uh, for those of you who are interested in getting a hold of my book, Man Uncivilized, please go to www.manuncivilized.com forward slash the book. For those of you men on the call who are not yet in the nation, there's a lot of guys on this call who are, so you can tell who's showing up to do the work. Same website, manuncivilized.com forward slash the nation and come join us. And for everybody else, please stay safe, stay healthy. And Amy said, honesty and compassion. I think we can lead honesty, compassion, and boobs. That's what we can all embrace just a little bit more. God bless you. Love you guys. Take care. Mwah. Bye, Amy. Bye. This is Traver Bohm signing off on another episode of the Uncivilized Podcast. If you enjoyed this, please give us a share. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. And if you're interested in getting a hold of my book, Man Uncivilized, whether you're a man or a woman, please go to www.manuncivilized.com forward slash the book and get reading. <laughs>